the BBC article is pretty good. The why is it so rare to hear about Western cyber attacks? I feel like it was kind of um, what's it called when you're like getting people? It's kind of clickbait. Um, oh yeah, as from yeah. for cybersecurity yeah. perspective, even when I, think I saw the that. title, I was really? like, "Ooh, I know what you're trying to do to me." I know. I know. <laughs> you want me to find out? I already know, though. I don't need to click the link. I already got and then it. the flyer comes up, yes. like the ad comes up. So I haven't read the article, but here's my guess. Maybe they said this, that the reason that the Western uh, breaches aren't as like most reported is possibly cyber insurance so that they don't if they don't have to report it, I guess. I don't know. That's they they actually did not mention that at all. Yeah. There's a couple good mention, a couple of key points they didn't mention with it uh-huh. that I would say that are important. But, but it's they hey. hit they hit most of them. Right. Like hey. it's not in your threat model. How about we start it and then we talk about this? Oh, okay. No, okay, let's start. Let's just talk. <laughs> about it. Amazing <laughs> idea! Thank you, BFC Bandit. Somebody who has sanity. <laughs> so we'll roll that beautiful broken finger footage. All right, all right who's taking the helm? Is oh, it you, Ralph? I'll, I'll start off, and then I'm handing it over to Florida Man. All right, Florida Man. Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hills Information Security Talking About News, which is brought to you by Black Hills Information Security. As I like to say, do you need to get hacked? Do you need to prevent a hack? Do you need someone to respond to a hack? Black Hills Information Security is here for all of your hacking needs. It is also brought to you by Anti-Siphon Security Training. Would you like to have like the top shelf, tippy top shelf security training, but at like less than one tenth of the cost? check out anti-siphonsecuritytraining.com. Now, I've been out on vacation, so I have no idea what's been happening at all in the world of computer security. As far as I can tell, the news and everything, there's like, oh my God, there's a failed revolution in Russia? I have things yes. I need to slip on. And because of that, I'm going to hand over the helm to Florida Man, who's going to take us through the news. But we are joined by Ryan, the shootist, who makes us look good, smell good, and feel good. Joined by BSD Bandit. Dude, it's been too long. Missed ya. Um, I, I know. I missed y'all, too. Poor thing today, man. I love the Commodore 64 <laughs> thing. We get brought back. Thank you. <laughs> um, who is easily the best singer out of all of us is Mike, um, who is doing fantastic in his workouts. I've been tracking that on Twitter, sir, so keep it up. Also, Wade. There's no mustache, Wade. <laughs> wow. But, <laughs> Talk about the callback. Wait, that's, we, that's have, a... <laughs> we have Penn, who's in one of my favorite short uh, shirts. The the packets gotta capture them all. Florida man, and of course, Corvus is here as well. So with that, Florida man, are you ready to take it away? Um, sure, yeah. I've been practicing all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's the we, start of the week. I oh. know. I've been practicing all week. <laughs> last week for this week you know what i'm saying right. you gotta, you gotta right. get five minutes early to get five minutes early for the 15 minute you know i hear that uh, so better than we practicing got, next week for this week yeah right <laughs> yeah, true uh we got a couple good stories uh we're gonna talk about the uh the verizon data breach investigation report if you haven't got we we kind of talked about a little bit of that uh two weeks ago uh move it's still a thing um and i guess uh Federal agents, agencies, multiple agencies, we're all part of it. Uh, we can talk about that for a minute uh, and how much is going on with that. 
We have uh, a bunch of more data breaches. We'll talk about data brokers and other things. And uh, anything else that uh, you guys want to talk about? So what do you guys want to talk about first? We thought you were going to pick one. Oh, I, I got I you. One. Can we start with U.S. intelligence confirms it buys America's personal data? Oh, yes. There you go. Ooh, That's how is this still news? Like, how often <laughs> can you publish the government is buying your data? Like, how frequently... <laughs> Can you publish that before it is recognized as not being news? I see what I don't understand. Like the, the first question is like, how is it still news? But then how is it people are still surprised by this? Mm. It's just like the sun comes right. up. People are like, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this before the newscast started. And the idea is, is that the data brokers actually have more access to U.S. data than the intelligence agencies. So why compete with them? Just buy it from them, right? That's what all they want anyways. And then they take all of this metadata and they can paint the picture that they're trying to figure out. What it, mm-hmm. about, I mean, it just, it, the data brokers are the, you know, the intelligence agencies, national security agency, you know, their, their information, right? That, that's where I get my information from. And, and Ralph, you've actually worked a gig uh, we won't go into too much data whenever we were doing stuff and we paid like $5 per person <laughs> to get background information. And DOD people were like, holy crap, you can get all of that $5? You're like, yes, you can. Yeah. Absolutely get this for $5. And if you sp- if you splurge on it right now, we're also going to throw in a set of steak knives as well. <laughs> 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 You're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that I'm spending literally billions of dollars on collection and I could get it for five dollars? Yeah, that's right, Jared Fogle, who's not in prison. Five, five dollars. <laughs> not just criminal background checks, not just all the financial records of that person, not just who their mother's maiden name is and what street they drew grew up on, but also their license plate information and where their cars have been in major cities. For five dollars, yeah, and the government's like, dude, we're doing it wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> the, the other thing the government does, right, and uh, this isn't necessarily on purpose, but um, you know, they have a really hard time information sharing. And a lot of times, they're like, well, we have some special data that oh, we're only only ones who have, right? And they bought it actually from someone else, and that other person, other government agency, also buys it from that other person too. They're like, we've got special data that you don't have. We're like, well, we can't talk about the special data that we have. But they really just buying it from the same person over here. I know. God, I this is a TikTok video in waiting. I'm telling you, dude, this happens all the time, and because <laughs> of the sensitivity of it, they're like, well, I just, you know, and they're, you know, got their own pool, so it's funny. Also, I really, I want there to be like a report <laughs> where they talk about like how they actually caught someone using this data, like detailed reports oh, like back we yeah. actually went and bought this data on here found Wait. this and then correlated all that oh, and they know they never will no, but they will never do that that's so how that goes it's just like ralph said they'll go and they'll buy that data right so just giving mm-hmm. a heads up so they'll buy it for like like the cia right so they'll buy it and then the nsa will buy it and then the nro will buy it dhs will buy it right and then it'll get automatically aggregated and it'll get classified. TSSCI, TK, TK, it should never be TK, but they'll totally do it. TK, talent keyhole anyway. And then there'll be like no foreign. And then ultimately what it boils down to is you'll be like, this is some really incredibly, I mean, it's like the markings for classifications, like as long yeah. as your arm. And you're like, wait a minute. Did you buy this from Have I Been Pwned? Yes. And they yeah. all bought it from Have I and, Been Pwned. But none of them. 
None of them will ever say that because it betrays, and I'm not lying about this, Ralph can back me up, sources and methods. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) And then if we're lucky, we'll find it in a bathroom in a very fancy hotel. (laughs) (laughs) And then somebody might admit later, it was a sale of the century. I couldn't pass it up. Yes. couldn't pass it up. I got the knives. I got the knives. But anyways, back to our article. It should be no surprise that the government is buying this information. Uh, But the wildest part is that we all volunteer this information or sign in a way some little, you know, um, Mm -hmm. agreement that we either don't read, don't care to read, or are extremely happy to get our free maps, you know. But this um, TechCrunch article... Oh, There's ahead. so many things that you sign up for that, like, if you want to sign up for that th- thing, maybe it's an app for your gym or even like something for your university's health program mm-hmm. where yeah. to like exist, you are required to use that app, which is yeah. not necessarily consenting to giving away all of that information because you essentially have no other option in many cases. So I want to get your opinion on this because the the byline is. Newly declassified reports says the controversial practice raises quote unquote significant issues for American civil, <laughs> civil liberties. Why? Why? What world? Yeah, I know she, I know that there's a dog there that's blending into the fractal. <laughs> <laughs> there is no dog back then. There, there was. was. There, there was. was a dog. There was. I don't know what you're talking about. There's, I don't have a dog. Yeah. You got to love our audience. They are OSINT trained. Yeah. The the wildest the wildest part about this is the fact that it's newly declassified information. That information they bought was all unclassified that they had to classify after they bought it. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> and here's 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 the final question that I've got on this. If it's been classified, does that mean if somebody else buys it, say Black Hills buys it or something like that? Are no. they buying classified or unclassified you information know, at no, that point buying, in time? Dude, dude okay. <laughs> so this is I, I want to give you, whenever I got my clearance, right? They went through and they said, so for the record, just so you know, the fact that there's these things over here in this field is highly classified. You may have read in the newspapers exactly what that is because a senator said exactly what those <laughs> things are out in that field and who they're working for. That's that's unclassified. But if it's in your possession mm-hmm. and there's like a raid on your house, mm-hmm. they'll consider it classified information in your home. I'm not making that up, Mike. Like mm-hmm. it is absolutely crazy pills with it. But yes, if I were to get it and I have a clearance with intelligence communities, they that absolutely could possibly get me into trouble. So the other thing too is they'll take these data sources, they'll aggregate them together to actually start drawing like more like a, a picture about this data, right? Uh-huh. And that is what they'll actually start to classify more than just the single source, right? Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, mean the Maltigo map that they built. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> whatever the Maltigo <laughs> map is, whatever software they're using, which they spent oodles of money and incredible Wait. amounts of GPUs to process. And what's the what's the what's the super expensive classified version of Maltigo? Does anyone know what the name of it is? PowerPoint yeah, no. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> he nailed it. I don't understand why. Palantir, yeah. Palantir uh, is their really expensive thing, and I remember when I first got access to it, I'm like, "This thing is like billions of dollars, and this is it. That's it, really." <laughs> that's, that's one menu. <laughs> this is all you guys had. Uh, wow. All right. Now we know why government contractors are so. Yeah. There's one more issue with this whole thing. Like, so if four three-letter agents. Only one. <laughs> 
if four three-letter agencies need to buy this data, that's not $5, that's $20. Not to Good mention point. thousands of dollars from each of them in overhead yes. costs to do yes. the actual process of getting these purchases approved. We don't talk and about Bruno. Taxpayers <laughs> yeah. are paying for that. But, but yeah. Penn, oh, you're yeah. knocking off just a little bit for 1995. That's always mm-hmm. the go-to price <laughs> right now. If you buy, <laughs> not just the knives. Yeah. Um, right this- now, there's like. <laughs> There's some like sales executive at Lockheed Martin and Lidos and whatnot going, shut shut up, guys. Out of Ferrari tomorrow. Yeah. I had that happen. You're cutting into my commission. Commission. What was that cool? Do you remember (laughs) Ostom? I don't know if you guys remember like the open source. Uh, It was like it brought together uh, NESA scans and vulnerability scan data, tie it in with uh, uh, intrusion detection alerts. I don't know if you remember that. What was the name Uh, of the tool? What? I think it was Ostom. Ostom. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I do. I do. It's O S S A M. Awesome. Yeah, but it, it had the logo. Yeah, something, yeah, yeah, of an elephant. Um, we were talking about proof of concept. Uh, with a bunch of generals. Um, in Denver, uh, actually out in Aurora, and how we would do security. And my thing was, we need to tie together vulnerability data with IDS alerts and all of these different things. And I just reskinned it because it was open source, and I burned it on a CD. And yes, I had permission to do so. I was an ISO working on an RFP. Um, but we made a live CD that basically had that entire thing. And we demonstrated the attack. We demonstrated saying, hey, there's actually a vulnerability on this system, correlating and fusing that together. And by the way, I had to do this because Cisco wouldn't send me Mars boxes. This is back when they had something called Cisco Mars and they wouldn't do it. And uh, they, I demonstrated the entire thing beginning to end, where I launched an attack, we saw it was critical, got an alert of a 10 and all these different things. And that's what we wanted to do. And a bunch of like the general type people were like, oh my God, that is fantastic. How much is that going to cost? And I'm like, oh, here's, here's a copy of the DVD. Um, you can just spin it up and it runs just like that. <laughs> I damn near got fired from Northrop Grumman. Because uh, <laughs> I put, because uh, I replaced their logo with the elephant and everything. Yeah. With the Grumman logo and all of this stuff. So, oh look- my God. <laughs> and uh boy they were so pissed they're like we could have made yeah. so much money i'm like that's all open source like i don't know mm-hmm. I, I didn't... John, I, <laughs> you took me back with the the live cd that i just had a retro moment that warm those were great times i mean they were awesome unhackable you know what i thought about when you said that nopix oh, nopix yeah. nopix std <laughs> yeah the security testing distribution with the cat um that was one of the first testing distributions so that was yeah, great. With all your fingers and toes, could you count the number of times you were almost fired at Northrop Grumman? <laughs> um, <laughs> three. Yeah, there was that time. Um, whenever I got my poly, my poly went really, really sideways because they got all caught up in questions about malware and hacking government systems. Mm-hmm. And this is before security was a really well-established thing. And I had to sit and explain to my polygrapher, um, like, no, 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 they're, they're paying me to hack these computer systems. And who gave the authorize? It was bad. It was really, really, really bad. Eventually, it all got taken care of. And the first time I brought in all of my tools into a skiff, and I had them all in a CD, had them all analyzed by the ISO, who, who now works for us at Black Hills Information Security. And as soon as I loaded these hack tools on a government computer system, 
let's just say that some alarms went off all the way up to DC and uh, made for some very interesting conversations. But that's, I was doing security pen testing stuff way at the beginning of the cycle and no one knew what the hell I was doing or why I was doing it. So I had to explain myself. An innovator. I was an innovator. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. And we talk about one thing though, about yeah. how if you ask someone just contextually to say, what is a polygrapher that you would not <laughs> contextually get what it actually is like oh, that sounds way dirtier right off the bat, yeah they um, wouldn't get it yeah i'm asking like, chat gpt right now hold on yeah oh yeah <laughs> what is a polygraph google image search hey, you right. should see the looks i get when i talk <laughs> about forensicators did you <laughs> polygraphers often live in utah they that's exactly oh, what yeah. i'm saying oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> very oh. different just I knew I had to go it. there because I didn't get the <laughs> uh, reaction. That uh, I was, uh, you just had to one up, one up her here. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys hear about ChatGPT though? All of the credentials that have been stolen and are what? being sold on the dark web. Yes. For, for, yeah. For, yes. So, all right. So, think about it this way. Okay. I've been using exactly. ChatGPT a bit to write some code or just help other stuff. And um, you know, you get a login and account, right? That's great. And ChatGPT happens to store all of the chat history right that you interact mm -hmm. with right so everything you've asked that you can like go back and it can like reuse that contextually so it looks like uh there have been some leaks on dark web forums with lots of credentials being exposed right um from ChatGPT. so what these malware or what these uh scammers are doing or whoever's getting a hold of it logging into these accounts and then reading everything that they've asked ChatGPT. any so this is where it gets interesting. If you input any kind of sensitive information, like log data that might have credentials, Ooh. API keys, other stuff like that, you can see where this could mm -hmm. all go. So if I forget my LinkedIn password, can I just ask ChatGPT what it is? Yes, yes. It'll probably be able to tell you if you talk long enough. That's terrifying if it spits it right mm -hmm. back out to you. Mm -hmm. All right. So Let when me you mentioned that, real quick. <laughs> when you mentioned that, right, the first thing I thought about was that lawyer that got fired for having the chat GPT do it. Yes. Report. Oh, yes. yeah. And then uh, he had to do like a three hour deposition or something obnoxious yeah. like yeah. that. So that's, imagine if somebody uh, scoops up his creds. Yeah. That's how actually mm -hmm. I find out if my passwords are good or bad. I ask ChatGPT on all of my passwords and it tells me whether they're good or bad. My wife, like, my wife, we're, we're like laying in bed, getting ready to go to bed, and we're flipping through like doom scrolling. And she shows me this meme and uh, she goes, shows the meme and it says, I'm a hacker and I've got all your passwords. And then below it says, Oh, thank God. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> you could really help me out. So, uh, in the uh, ChatGPT example, um, if you are using it or any other kind of AI, uh, avoid inputting sensitive information inside of there and just assume that all conversations can be read by someone either at the company or possibly in the future. So, oh my God. Mm -hmm. They and that's where the government is doing the uh, data scraping from next. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They solve security. Oh, yeah. Tell everyone that everything's available and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No more secrets. It's easier secrets. that way. That's right. No more secrets. <laughs> Too many secrets. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, speaking, <laughs> did, you, did you guys also see that Biden is meeting AI experts to talk about regulation and safety in the industry? Oh. We're all doomed. I, 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 you know, I watched the, I watched like the Senate and the House hearings on IT related things over oh, the God. past you know, 
28 years and we're doomed. <laughs> like, oh, we're doomed. There's no way that the government is ever going to get this right. Um, it just it just upsets me. They can't just like do a Google search and just like literally read the little block outline. Like that, that's yeah. all you need, like 90 percent of the time. And Sir, that's against that. policy. The Congress yeah. don't know the Congress critters how to do a Google search. They have, you know, people who work for them that actually do the heavy lifting that actually gather the information and then have to process well, it so that it can be digested by the Congress critters who are probably yeah. don't have their own teeth anymore. Well, but but <laughs> and, and, that, and that's a good point. There are still members of Congress in the Senate yes. that their staffers print out emails for them. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't yeah. actually log into a computer I, at all. They just I hate to say it, this is why we need like an age limit on policy. <laughs> yeah. Or at least like, a term like, limit. Something. If you think about it, though, they're just solving the fishing problem unless you can fish people through paper. <laughs> okay, we're done here. Um, <laughs> this man says he has my password. Someone get him on the phone. So, what are you doing? I'm filling out my user ID and password with a pen. <laughs> yes, that internet is going to be the destruction of us all. That so, internet. Outside of, uh, you know, politicians being old and uh, probably have no idea what AI is or how to regulate it in any way, shape or form that would healthy, you know, be healthy for society. What do you guys think about how AI may affect us in our security space? Right. I go and back to this, like I've asked it, I've used AI, I've used ChatGPT a lot for coding, used it a lot for a bunch of other stuff. And it, I use it just like Google. I don't trust anything it says until I can verify it in three other ways. Like, I am not going to trust ChatGPT says, okay, do this and this and that until I go and find like an actual expert I know also saying and goes along with it. it it's at that same lines. It's just another tool to Google, but I do think it's going to help a lot out with those junior people coming up. Like I throw all my mentees at ChatGPT and say, before you ask me a question, ask ChatGPT, see what it says, then ask me the question and we'll go over what ChatGPT says. And so pretty like much ChatGPT is the new Google? It's the new yeah, Google. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. It, it is and it isn't. One of the things about ChatGPT is that it's a large language model. It doesn't deal with facts. It deals with words. And it got fed billions of words. And mm -hmm. it has no idea what is fact and what is just word salad that seems to match the question that is being asked. So it can and now this is and, and and this is exactly why I refuse to call it artificial intelligence. It, it is, is not intelligent. intelligent. <laughs> it is it, it is artificial, but it is not intelligent. It's barely machine learning on it all. We have better machine learning inside of EDRs, XDRs, MDRs, um, Splunks, what it's have not, than there human... is inside of there. But it's a actually, Mike, how do we know way. that you aren't just taking a bunch of things and regurgitating <laughs> them back to people as well? Oh. Don't tell my secret. No, okay. you, you gave my secret away. <laughs> and gave all of our secrets away. All chat GPT does is put a more human-friendly user interface on large data. Come, come back. It's a plagiarism <laughs> engine. A plagiarism engine. You know what? It's, it it's solved so many coding problems for me. I will give oh, you that. I'll be like, how do I do this? And it's like, it's a really plagiarism engine. <laughs> you could use chat. Chat GBT would work great for an internal wiki. Oh, no. It, you, you know, uh, so, just, uh, so uh, how many of you were at RSA this year? Did anybody else go? 
Okay, I don't uh, remember nope. being there. I avoid that. <laughs> Ian's like, I don't remember. <laughs> I am not on that pay scale. So almost all of the AI stuff that I was seeing that mm-hmm. was actually integrating with ChatGPT was nothing but tools that were explaining things which were on people's existing dashboards. Yeah. Explain to me what this IDS signature is. Yeah. Explain to me what this particular detect is inside of this EDR. Explain to me what this particular hit is in our IDS system. That's what they were using it for. And people clippy all the way down. The gates were right. Um, but no, that, that, and that was the thing that was resonating with me. Uh, just like how Wade's using it, right? With the people mm-hmm. that he's working with. Oh. To be able to enable people that don't understand really, really, really hardcore technology to say, oh, that's what this particular field is in the IP header and explain it like a normal human being was awesome. So it's basically, we've turned in IT and IT security, we've turned chat GPT into the thing that answers questions that we all should be asking, or answering for junior people, but it does it in a way mm-hmm. where it's not an asshole. And I think that <laughs> why people love chat GPT because they can sit down to chat GPT and they're like, how do I get the audio to work on my Roku? And instead of them <laughs> calling me and I'm like, okay, and oh, uh, whatever. Oh God, is it on? Oh, Jesus. This, I can't believe I'm doing it. Chat GPT is nice to them, so it wins. Yeah. I, I expressly stay away. I expressly use Chat GPT so I did not have to post on Stack Overflow. <laughs> that was the, the key thing, right? Yeah. It, uh, does, it does okay at writing code. I like what Ian said, though, right? Ian, like, if, if they could have it digest all of a core, like, and then it's on prem or something, right? It's not giving stuff away. Yeah. All of your corporate data, oh, and yeah. I could ask yeah. ChatGPT who to go, who to who to solve this question, oh, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, that's Fred in accounting. Here's his here's his Slack. Yeah. Here's his phone number. Here's According his to like, all, all right, the emails. Perfect. This is the only person that knows how to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I, they fired him last week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, well, oh. I think there was somebody else who brought that up though. But wait, I like something you said, and I'll give everyone else this little bit of feedback where you said, "I always check the resources for ChatGPT." <laughs> So I think the rule should be uh, treat chat GPT like your drunk uncle at Thanksgiving. If they say something that sounds like it's off and it's like, okay, first off, you know, they're not injecting us <laughs> with vaccines to take over and make us lizard people. What? Treat chat. <laughs> at um, least not. At least like, not that. like it's your drunk uncle talking expir- conspiracy mm-hmm. theories at Thanksgiving. Just go verify it. It's and like uh, how what? Wikipedia was classified. Like I feel like, in the earlier 2000s, right? No, everyone said, do not trust Wikipedia. You couldn't cite the sources. No one really believed in it, at least when I was yeah. first starting to do essays. But, you, but then you, you realize, okay, academics. You, keep, you still, still can't, but, but the, here's the thing, those links, you all the money. If they those were like, links in Wikipedia are the best. you got to charge more oh, money. Yeah, see, Wade, Wade knows where the real stuff is. Yeah. You go to the <laughs> people who've already cited the sources. You're crowdsourcing Wiki- your research. Exactly. And that's one of the things, and I've got a good friend, he's working on his associate's degree, and he's using ChatGPT like a tool when he gets writer's block and he's having trouble figuring out how to find the words to explain what's in his head. He goes to ChatGPT and then he, but that is helping him refine his process. And that's a good use for it. And Mm -hmm. then he goes and, and he looks for appropriate, reasonable uh, reputable sources to be able to support whatever position he takes in whatever he's preparing. Mm-hmm. I've done this too. I actually 
I used ChatGPT for the last several discussion posts in my master's program. And I did the same kind of thing. I asked the question, but I vetted the response. Is this valid? Is it legit? And then I went and I found sources to back up any statement mm -hmm. of fact that I was making in the post. And yeah. so it really wasn't plagiarizing chat GPT. I was using it as a tool to help me be more productive more mm -hmm. quickly because at that point I was already brain fried. And, and it's, also, it's no different. Uh, I was going to okay. say, sorry, BSD. In all seriousness, no, this no. is great because security is a complexity game, right? And mm -hmm. the more complex everything is that we're trying to secure or test and assess, the more difficult it is to secure it. And I look at AI, all joking aside, I look at AI as one of those amazing tools that we now have at our disposal that's going to help us go through and get rid of a lot of the mundane garbage so we can get to some of the more mm -hmm. difficult problems that exist in computer security. So, you know, in all seriousness, that's the way I look at it. I look at it as it's absolutely essential to do the things that we need to kind of get some of these mundane things out of the way so we can get to some of the more mm -hmm. difficult problems. So go ahead, BSD. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of kind of similar to what I was about to say as well, too, is look at it no different than a vulnerability scanner. You know, when you're working against a system, when you're attacking a system and you throw out, like, say, a Nessus or whatnot, and you see what it brings back and you pretty much look over the results. It's kind of like your eyes and ears to give you an overlay of the land. Same thing with ChatGPT. You know, it's getting all of the, like you said, the mundane things out of the way. So now that you know what you have in front of you, then you can kind of like move on to the more like advanced stuff while looking at your eyes and ears to see what you have in front of you. And again, a lot of people are using, I think, will AI change InfoSec security? Yeah. But not, I don't think for the worst. I know a lot of people are looking at it from a job perspective where it's, oh, it's going to take away jobs. I look at it as more mm -hmm. from a creativity perspective. It's going to force the industry to become more creative on how they're using tools and actually forcing them to think and not having the tool think See, for them. And well, it, it, can it can what be. It can be. I think it's a good, I think it's a good thing, you know, well, it's it's just like any other tool. The potential, like, for example, right. one of the discussions going on in educational circles re about all of these large language models and tools like ChatGPT is that what it does is it changes the focus. It changes the emphasis. Are we focusing right. on rote facts and memorization, or are we going to now be able to shift our focus to being able to teach how to reason and how to separate fact from hyperbole and, and that sort of thing. And in that regard, it has huge potential if it's leveraged appropriately. And that's a huge right. if. Huge. That's true. That's just like with any other tool. Moving, if it's used appropriately. Moving away from chat <laughs> GPT, which I feel like we all could talk yeah. to for hours. I yeah. love talking it's about it. It's a new ransomware. Exactly. <laughs> it's a new, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, it is my favorite topic, but I'll just talk for it forever. But there was two other ones, and this one was shifting gears about phones. And I thought this was a pretty interesting article about uh, the telesign profiling phones, okay? And U.S. phones, right? And what they're doing, you know, in a nutshell, is they are trying to get a reputation score from your phone number. 
right? So, and then they Ooh. would sell that reputation score to other companies to see if it was a real person and not just, you know, a scamming, a, a scammer or some other kind of fake profile mm -hmm. uh, inflate their numbers on their site to TikTok and to other people like that. Kind of interesting, right? How does yeah. this work though? Because you can just spoof a phone number. So you can't, easily. there's not no security. No, you can't no, anymore. Not anymore. No, Are they getting no, like they, IMEI data? Yeah. No, no, no. So there's a lot uh, of ways to validate a phone. Okay. There are a lot of ways, right? And there they are have implemented some of the higher level trust systems, right? With phone numbers, right? The telcos have already had this for a while where they can validate whether that is an actual cell phone that's making a phone call and not just uh, a VoIP provider and other things like that. They've also right. implemented the Shakira. I, th I think that's what it's called. They implemented uh, Shakira? Yes. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> Shakira. No, it's a, there's like a secure. Shakirin. I think it is Shakirin, right? It's yeah, like a communication proto or protocol for uh, providing a more secure. It, it, it's uh, it's really authentication, really. That's Shuriken? it's not necessarily mm -hmm. encryption, but um, yeah. So they're doing that. There's other things, and this has all to do with scamming or scammers making all of those um, uh, you know, phone calls that we hate so much that landlines are still getting. But um, yeah. So there are ways to validate, and this is a service that can take that one step further, right? And then use that as like a trust, right? Has it been seen in other services and other things like that? So, I would imagine most phone providers have a pretty good understanding of it, right? Like, why they're selling that metadata, right? Of like, oh, oh let's yeah, see this right. number calling, like, and yep. just pump it to those people. It's, and I yeah. guarantee you signed it's up for this bad, a long right? time ago. Uh -huh. <laughs> when, you, when you signed oh, up yeah. for your T-Mobile Sprint, AT&T, whatever you got, they are like, yeah, diagnostic data, and, da, 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 and we may sell this data. Yeah, oh, we're going to sell this to everyone wants to know. What was the sell data? Yeah, no, we keep your data private, and then we're going to sell it to partner. <laughs> 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 what was again? that? No, I was just activating your phone. Don't worry. It's a number. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> the... Other phone thing, it did, I don't know if anyone saw this one. This one was actually pretty hot. And this has to do with Russia, um, but not in the way of Russia getting uh, attacked. This one is good. But this one's pretty, this one's like, it kind of went below the radar, I felt like. But so um, Apple released a patch for iOS and it was a, um, they're calling this Operation Triangulation. And Kapersky has been trying to figure out, they, they've, they've had these iPhones that they've been suspect that they have malware on them, okay? And they haven't been able to figure out what it was, and they finally did find it, right? And it took them months to figure out um, what this that these phones have been compromised, right? Um, and uh, then they, when they reported it, when they finally figured out what it was, they told it to Apple, like, "Oh shoot!" And they released an emergency patch, right, for every single iPhone, you know, every iOS device that was currently running on uh, uh, what is it, fifteen? And they backdated it, or it's sixteen, and, and backdated it for fifteen as well. And um, uh -huh. it allows for a zero-click execution via a message, right? So remote mm -hmm. code execution via a um, iMessage, right? Um, I feel like ooh. we've heard this story with yeah, Apple well, before. Well, we've, we've heard the story, but there's there's a big reason why no one talked it's about a... this one. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it just goes was... further on. What yeah. I thought was impressive is, is it, it also deletes the message after yes. you received it. It deletes so the message. So you don't even yeah. know it came in. It it's like, oh, my phone vibrated? That's weird. It's no message. All right, whatever. Yes, no, okay. it hides itself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, I, I get you this link. It hides itself. And obviously this is, um, you know, targeted uh, at Russia and probably America. I don't know who did it. No, this. so the argument with this is that it was the U.S., right? That that's um, the reason there's no big reports about it. Yep. And then this directly ties into the uh, BBC article on 
why there why you'd never hear about any type of Western cyber attacks. Uh huh. You mean the equ the equation group doesn't get the get a whole lot of press coverage? This is right. Well, <laughs> think about think about the like they don't they don't have a fancy like they don't have a fancy t-shirt or cool name right yeah. or like graphic of like why? an eagle on top of a person a with wings <laughs> like why hasn't why ha why hasn't crowdstrike made a, an equation group shirt yet i'd, I'd rock it like, I, so I, would too. I i i think that we need this like mm -hmm. i think wade's right i i think that they need to have something that's like george washington riding a bear with an eagle over his shoulder, <laughs> shooting laser beams from his eyes or something like that. Because you can see like these APT operators in the United States are like, hey, there's a new hacker group or a new card or a new flush toy. And they're like, it's the Iranians again. Like six Iranians. Yeah. But more involved. Going from that vulnerability to why we don't talk about them, which right? is that super ridiculously advanced by the way this is not run of the bill uh yeah, there's in that article they actually talk about how some a couple of different organizations tiered cyber actors in the entire world right and uh -huh. that the u.s is the only number one tiered cyber actor which uh -oh. i had never heard about before but i'm oh, like yeah, all right well absolutely. that's cool i guess it makes sense well, so we spend right? more money you, on cyber is that what you are yeah. <laughs> we spend Wait, yeah yeah <laughs> you don't follow the apt power rankings oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, if you're not in the apt no? tier one you're nothing okay. uh, I, I do love i do love that somebody said matt cox said heard a rumor that putin ordered all of his senior staff to dump their iphones in the garden so there was also the mobile phone article. exploits are always the scariest to read about because yes, some of it's clickbait. Yes, some of them are nation state actors. But I feel like every single one of us has probably had a, a moment, if not like five to ten, where our phone is misbehaving in some way, and we're like, yes. "Is this just my phone being my phone, or have yeah. I had malware on here for three months?" Right. And that's terrifying. Yeah. The, I think the yeah. CIA and the NSA were recommending that everyone restart your iPhone like once a week because that will erase everything. And that was part of this malware as well. If you restarted it, it would, they would have to redo the, the exploit, right, by sending another message. So, And that's the, that's the thing about this. That's the thing about this is like exploit through a message. It, like that's in and of itself. Like I mean, there's been those, right? But yes. That's a scary attack vector. And then the yeah. fact that it can root, it, it has a sandbox escape yep. and a root. Rooting yep. like, it's not just a vulnerability. They're chaining together like three. It's very expensive. And, and one of my more paranoid friends said, um, if you look at this, there's two ways this goes down. The United States government has purchased that cape. Like they've, like hired hackers to do that they bought those exploits or, or they actually just gave a suitcase of money to like apple and they said, hey, that, can you work this in mm. that's what russia was accusing apple of doing and apple says hell no we weren't part of this you know and then you know they, they had that patch a little too quick if you're asking it was real quick Purely speculative, but man, I haven't heard the FBI oh, get real cranky with Apple about the encryption stuff recently. No, <laughs> no. it hasn't been a problem. It has not been a problem. That went away. Yeah, that's no, you know, in, in all seriousness, though, uh, I, I, for one reason, what was described, I would say was, yeah, probably Equation Group, NSA, one, one of our clandestine actors, is the way the research came about sounds a lot like the way researchers discovered Stuxnet. 
they saw this on the internet. They were reversing it. There were multiple places, Kaspersky, Semantic, whatnot, big re malware research organizations looking at it saying, what the heck is this thing? It seems like hyper-targeted and it's not doing anything, but it's everywhere. That sounds like the same thing to me, where it is so niche, so high-end, so tailored that, it, yeah, it's, it's literally... If there is a TTP for the equation group, it's that there are no TTPs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they did target Kaspersky, so Kaspersky did notice that was towards them, and they're yeah. like, our own employees are getting attacked, which uh, makes yeah. sense, right? Like, yeah. But. So this this harkens me back to the flame malware. I don't know if you you all remembered years ago, like 2012. I've got the article, and it, it's very very similar. So like. Flame was a piece of malware that specifically targeted computer systems that had the Arabic language pack installed. But the most interesting thing about this malware was Microsoft reached out to its customers and notified the public that it had discovered unauthorized digital certificates that chain up to a Microsoft sub-certification authority issued under the Microsoft <laughs> root authority, mm -hmm. right? And I, and I like how some people are already like, um... So the, if you read all the articles from whenever that was going down, there was a bunch of people that were trying to speculate, like, how would they actually create a collision against those certificate authorities? And how, how would they do that? Like, that would take, like, you know, supercomputing power, and they're going through all these ways that it could have happened, where there could have been a collision. And while I'm reading these articles, I'm kind of like, did no one think of the obvious thing that... Just maybe the United States government purchased a certificate and used it in their malware. Uh, it, it, it's so much easier, right? You're getting into this like scary, scary tech hacking or a suitcase full of money. Choose a suitcase full of money. Yeah. yeah so, well, mm -hmm. I mean, it, sometimes it's not even a suitcase full of money. It's a suitcase full of a document that says, hey, um, we could burn you down with le legislation and regulations, or you just give us what we need, and maybe we mm -hmm. go away for a bit. And they go, with, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh. Which goes back to why you don't hear about Western hacking. There right? you go. Like, why would you, why would you don't shit where you eat type of deal? You're not going to expose the U.S. military, especially if they're one of your customers, or if you're dealing with them in some way at all and of course like western most western threat actors aren't going to be in any one of the u.s's threat model at all why do i care if they're doing th i don't want any intel on this whatsoever until we start seeing a threat actor use it then okay give it back to me all right then i'll start mm -hmm. so I, I couldn't agree with all of you more especially john i'm going to put something in the private chat but i'll put it in that well i'll put it in both places um it, for those listening who aren't familiar if you think oh that can't be possible what john's saying uh, I implore you to look up an organization called InQtel. IQT. InQtel mm -hmm. is the clandestine or the NSA, CIA, whatnot investment fund. Now, these are investments to help better security to protect the nation. But you have to ask yourself if the companies are starting when they're this big with seed rounds and whatnot of that investment, that someone at that board table. Uh, at least has the ability to make some phone calls when they need to. What? And I think when you look into what they invest in, uh, you'll find a lot of big name players. Uh, Mostly and Beanie Babies. I won't pick on any companies in specific because I feel comfortable picking on InQtel because government. 
But yeah, <laughs> this is what they do. They fund startups in the hopes that they'll get big and become a dominant security technology to protect the nation. But you have to ask yourself. That is true. This index does go to 11. That is a lot of companies. And you've almost got to look at this as the NSA's response to Israel. Oh, absolutely. These companies that Israel, you know, what's the, uh, I completely brain farted, what's the malware company out of Israel that... The malware company? It did Pegasus. No, 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 not the government organization, the actual company. No. NSO, NSO, thank NSO. you, right? Sorry, no, yeah, yeah, NSO group, right? Like we've talked about them in the past. It's like they're literally getting the most evil organizations on the face of the planet to buy their software, and literally Israel has full visibility into every single one of them. Like what you see here, like in Qtel, can't be that much different. No, it's not. What? No, we're different. We have but different morals. Yeah, we have we yeah. have eagles and stuff, John. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> So, but, oh, he's my best friend. And there was there was another one too. Uh, this is right on the same line of uh, government stuff, but uh, unsolicited smartwatches being received. Oh, this one was mail, so cool, right? Oh, right. Um, let, let me let me let me get let me get rid of this right now. Yeah. So the this article, <laughs> the one we have here, and this had been reported some other places, but is uh, CID, which is the um, uh, what do you call it? Army's criminal investigation. Yes, division for unsolicited smartwatches. So people are getting smartwatches in the mail. And they're like, "Oh, sweet!" And they put it on, and this thing is just tracking where they're going. And perfect, right? It seems so amazing. So uh, there's it, a password manager in it too, just in yes, case. Yeah, they said it connects to Wi-Fi. Oh, Cameron, tell me that. Like, are you joking? Yeah, password manager. In <laughs> I would buy that. I would really. buy this. So that is actually our next phishing campaign at BHIS. We're sending new smartwatches. <laughs> I approve this campaign. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> no, I mean, or, it is kind of interesting, though, because it, it does, you know, form fit around, you know, the getting some for free. And then obviously how much data um, these devices collect, right? Um, smartwatches. I, one really I, I thought they were saying it's used to like pivot to your to your phone too, though. Like yeah, I can. thought that's yeah. what I got. Is like you directly yeah. connect it to your phone and then bam, yeah. your phones pop. Well, yeah, it's so, like your phone is like this. This device would like to have access to all of these things. Sure, you're, yeah, yeah. So. for it. Yeah, no, why not? What could go wrong? Beacons. <laughs> well, no, it's funny. BSC, you you mentioned walking beacons, but but yeah, this is this is only the. Uh, the end point of when technology gets cheap enough, because originally when the Fitbit came out, the military started banning them on base. I mean, you can correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong here, but the article was was about the type of intelligence because Fitbit used to have a public board and you could just see yeah. like somebody went running. They were running here, blah, blah, blah. And it was all. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm kind of responsible uh, for them getting banned. <laughs> I don't know. Out in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere, far yeah. away from everything, right. you've got a whole people bunch of people in a circle. who are running in a it's circle. What is that circle, Right here. Oh, Look at this, the snap count on this guy in Afghanistan. He's a machine. Yeah. Yeah. This is so funny, too, because they do this with airplanes, too. You can track all of these because they have a transponder on them. Um, yeah. It's designed for tracking of certain size of the aircraft. And so they're actually doing this over um, 
uh, the drones that they're sending over into uh, the Ukraine and uh, tracking those as they fly around to see, uh, you know, how close they're getting and all that fun stuff. It's kind of interesting. But So th- this also brings up another, like, Garmin was hacked in 2020, right? No. Right? Whoa, no. But the crazy part <laughs> is, so Garmin has excellent watches, right? GPS data. GPS data, not for everybody. And then the government, from what I read in other reports, the government actually issues Garmin watches mm-hmm. to pilots in case GPS, their GPS goes out so they have a secondary backup. And mm-hmm. no one really talked about that Garmin attack at all, at least when it happened or ever. And they just quickly paid the ransom and no one ever talked. But mm-hmm. I always thought that was a watch manufacturer is an interesting attack surface because if you can use it as a, as a supply chain and it's a smartwatch, that would be yeah. a pretty cool attack. <laughs> well, and the you other know, thing about You know what else would be pretty cool? These babies here. Ooh, yeah. Oh, is that the Windows 11 Asus? Yeah, thing? it runs the Windows 11. Gamers one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just gaming devices, right? Oh, it's just yeah, a PC. I know it is a PC. It's a PC. Hey, you could do some, some interesting things running Windows 11. Yeah. Yeah. How quick do you think those are going to get banned for private? Just got a bonus on base. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but but I kind of want to address that question because, you know, people are asking, how do they know who to send this stuff to? So, (laughs) so a lot of branches of the military, when they have promotions, they actually post them on Facebook. And you can read the description of what someone is in the military, and you can make you can find out exactly who is special ops, special forces, and you can send things directly to those people. That's that's not hard at all. Like you know, everyone's like, "Oh my god, they got the list of all these you know special forces people." It's like what from Facebook because it's literally posted there, right? Um, so it's mm-hmm. really super easy to find the right people that you can send stuff to. Yeah, you send them the mm-hmm. little smartwatch. Congratulations on your promotion. Right. Da 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 da. Oh. Yeah, if you're China, <laughs> if you're China you're making the stuff over there, yeah. so it's practically free. That's right. why if you're Pretty real social, you don't have uh, that kind of message going out, right? You don't. You don't Hopefully. have like you know a Facebook. You shouldn't posts no no no, no. Well, I, I don't mean people are posting it on facebook i mean literally the navy will post it on facebook yeah and yeah no i got guys a steal that guy's a steal there there's there's they, yeah. they've already solved this in other areas right like if you're a judge your um name doesn't get put on the property records on the website <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's simple right like, you well, know that's too much like doing it the right way yeah yeah well but Next thing you know, they're going to be post- scraping Facebook and sending people pet beaters that have been compromised. Mm-hmm. Compromised. I look, I look at Facebook a as a, yep. a huge jar of assorted M&Ms. And you just turn the knob and see what you can find. I mean, literally, Facebook is just a breeding ground for everything. That's Think true. about it. It's a if petri you really dish. Wanted, yeah. And if, if someone really wanted to wreak havoc, they can, you know, we're in the age of video. They if they figure out a way how to send modified, maybe like a, a fake TikTok video or whatever that drops malware. Tiki Taki. Tiki Taki. Tiki Taki. I thought that was banned. I thought it was banned. I can't even get on it anymore. Not right? yet. Not yet. Or, They're trying. Not yet. Not yet. They're trying. <laughs> but even even if something as simple as Facebook Messenger, if you just join a group. Only in you. Right. If you get on Facebook and you know they have all these different groups and you just pick a group that you want to join and join that particular group and they have their Facebook chat 
messenger and you drop Super something in there, Peter. imagine how many people are going to click on that. Oh, yeah. If you drop something worthwhile just within the group. Just thoughts, folks. This is not actually... I just want to put that disclaimer out there. On this next but, edition uh, of VHS. just said that's totally legal. Get on it. Yes. I yeah, heard. All I heard. I still, think, yeah. I still feel <laughs> like this podcast is like completely a recording of the technological downfall of humanity. Like, <laughs> like years from now, aliens find us. They're going to be going through it. They're going to be like, they knew. They knew. Like, they knew as it was happening. Like, why... They were more aware of their downfall than we all thought. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as soon as soon as vulnerabilities were found in their smart pet feeders, like why didn't they stop? So, Bronwyn, <laughs> do you want to talk about this last one? Because I, I, I don't think it's necessarily hilarious, but uh, I, I mean, not for your pet. Like, we need you to do some security research and some embedded <laughs> device hacking. There's oh, pets awesome. at risk. What is it? Is it a thermostat? No, pet feeders. Damn it. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to laugh at that with the pet feeders. Go okay, ahead. so what, what can they do? What can they do to the pet feeder? Can yep. they? My is Bronwyn. So Bronwyn is now muted. Oh no, come back. Can you come hear back, me now? Bronwyn. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. Sorry, I, I I shot myself in the foot on that one. Okay, so the the deal is these smart feeders. They have cameras. They've got microphones. They're in your house. They're IoT devices. They have baked-in creds in the software, in the firmware. It's everything that you shouldn't do with IoT devices all in one package, and people are so surprised. I mean, come on. Why They're going do you after need Fido. to know how Thank much you. to feed your dog? Like, you'd think they could it's just Alexa. do that with weight. <laughs> they, they integrate with or Alexa. So you can yes, be in front of do. a smart feeder. Uh, you can be like, hey, Alexa, get more cat food. So, and I don't know, probably nine devices in my house just bought cat I know. The camera is what gets me. I, my cat shows me its butt enough. I don't need to have a camera to keep that. No, you don't, you don't, get, you don't get it. It's because the classified documents are being used for the litter boxes and to put underneath everything. So we're taking the pictures of that. That's where you hide the, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes. No. Good one. Good one. They, honestly, you would have never gotten in trouble if you would have just have, had a But box. have we gone too far? Because once again, the aliens are like, right here. They went too far. They knew. <laughs> they, they, just went, they kept going. They kept going. <laughs> On an off world, there's some alien going and defending their doctoral thesis. And in your research, Glorp Doc, did you find that they did anything? Why, yes, we did. We found ancient historical records of something they called memes. <laughs> <laughs> and in the archives of talking about the news. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they used memes to combat AI. And was no. with artificial intelligence and for some reason it was connected to systems that had nukes uh <laughs> we're all they knew it was gonna happen. They literally had a movie about it uh yeah. two three decades yeah. before and it still happened yeah it it it, yeah. it, it still happened they they knew, they was, knew. Oh, we're also exploring another term we discovered in this research oh glorp what, what was that oh yes uh we're trying to figure out exactly uh how Furries were involved in <laughs> There's some relationship between technology and furries that we're not quite grasping. 
And for some reason, there's a correlation between cats and goatsy. And we yeah, just oh, cannot sure. figure this out <laughs> at all. As younger generations are like, what's that? Don't. No, my God. I can't believe you ever mentioned it. No, no, no. And this is all of the movie called They Live. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Consume BSD. Obey. uh, Obey. All right, everybody. Let's wrap it up. We have Monday, and there's been no sunlight for days, and it's been raining constantly. So let me open open my window and give you some light here in sunny San Diego. Now now we know exactly where you live. I've been watching you outside. (laughs) Thank you all for coming and chronicling the technological downfall of humanity. We greatly appreciate it. But in the meantime, before everything goes to hell, and we're taken over and like by aliens or whatever. Remember, Black Hills Information Security can do a pen test. <laughs> we can that. help you before the end. Yeah, we can help you before the end. We can help and you prepare for the nice. end before the end. Yeah. Tom, yeah. we need to hire violinists so they can play while while Rome while we go down. Yeah, while we go down. While we go down. No, I'm not no, taking no. that sub. That's all I got. We got Bo. None of you we worked with Cameron, this did guy you is all out of bubblegum. He is. <laughs> There's so many Cameron. people speaking. What? Yeah, I know. Did you work with Cameron on any tests? Or sorry, with Kelsey on any tests? I have not. Okay. She plays violin. We're going to have to get her. She's coming back. Perfect. We're going to have to have her just come and play some sad music mm-hmm. during one of our episodes while we laugh about the downfall of humanity. And people mm-hmm. will be like, this is so <laughs> weird. But thank you so much, everybody. Ryan, bring up the crooked finger. We're out of here. It's Monday and we're done with it. Thank you.